Welcome to Balance Habitats presented by Habco. This podcast is geared towards land managers as well as investors that are looking for a source to learn more about forest and wildlife management, especially for hunting. But we'll also explore how the land connects us to something bigger like our creator and how to use that connection to benefit wildlife. If you're into finding, developing, selling, and getting the most out of the land, this podcast is for you. We don't have all the answers, and that's the fun part about designing a product. Hope you enjoy. Let's do it. All right, y'all. This is a this is a little bonus podcast. Um, since it's fire season, it's 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 time to go. Um, we figured we'd 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 throw a few quick um, tips, strategies, um, things that you need to be looking at in fire. Um, fire is. I love fire. Fire is. To me, it's like it's like a Harley Davidson, you know. It's like it it it's it's a little dangerous, and it's it does a lot. You see the benefits from it immediately. But <clears throat> over the years, I've learned how to use fire, and I've learned how to respect fire. Really, let's just talk it. Let's go into the you know you got to have a plan. You need to you need to have insurance. I'm sorry, but um, you need to have um, burning insurance to make sure that when your smoke goes somewhere, you're you're covered. And you know if something happens, it gets on the neighbor. You've got liability coverage to to take care of you. It happens. Um, fire lanes. When you're putting in your fire lanes, if there's any grass that's in that fire lane, it's not a fire lane. So or any leaves or, you know, whatever nothing. it may be. Yep. Yeah. Anything that can burn cannot, doesn't need to be in that fire lane. When you, when you, um, there's, when I'm, when I'm evaluating a, a, pl- a spot to burn, I'm going to go and look at my most critical spots that I think that the fire could jump if it were to jump. Every fire you are you're on, you need to be expecting a jump. You know, and if you do that, you plan out that way, you'll have less issues. So I'm thinking about one burn I did a couple of years ago. And it's it's kind of rolling topography. It's got it's got some grasses in it, it's got some saplings in it. It's about a four-year-old um, stand that is going to get really hot. That wind, it doesn't really matter. Like it it was supposed to be like a, it was supposed to be like a, a South wind, but because of where that, the way that the topography hit in that, it, it turned into a straight West wind, which was the most critical issue. There was a pine plantation on neighbor right there. And so, that's going to be spots that I'm going to go do little test fires. And it might be in my fire lane. It might be in a spot that I can test it and say, you know, what's happening? You know, is the wind, what's the wind doing? And so if I find, I'm going to locate those areas and I'm going to go ahead when it's 10 o'clock in the morning, that humidity is high. Humidity is your friend. Okay. You got to have humidity down to, to get a good kill. But if it's, if it's, Early in the day, or if you have a critical spot like that where the, you know the wind's going to get crazy right in there, burn it with that humidity up. That way, 
you're going to get the wind. The wind's going to do things for you. It just eliminates the risk of, you know, burning that area when you don't want to have a low humidity. Yeah. If instead of burning that at two o'clock and that being your prime two o'clock burn, you, you go ahead knocking that out. And even if you, you know, if you want to be really safe and, and fire laning that up really good, give yourself a little bit more space in case you get that, you that jump. Okay. Um, there's so many different strategies you can use. A backing fire is going to kill way more than a head fire is going to kill. You may think that a, a big, huge flame is going to do that, but the sl- longer that fire sits on that on that plant, the more likely it's going to kill. So if you can back back run a back and fire, sometimes I'll run a back and fire and it, the weather conditions are so good, I'll let that sucker back all the way through there. Knowing how to use back, knowing weather, knowing mixing heights, um, making sure you get a permit from the Forestry Commission. And, you know, everybody's like, well, I don't want to do that because if it gets out, then, you know, they'll know who did it. They're going to investigate that anyway, and it's going to be pretty easy to figure that out. So you, you're, the Forestry Commission is your friend. Um, they're going to have eyes in the sky. They're going to be checking on your burn throughout the day. And it's a white plane around here. I know the sound so well. It's like, oh, that's them. And that's a good thing. And so making sure that you do that, making sure that you don't burn, don't burn if you don't have the right conditions, you'll use up all your fuel, fuel load. And you won't accomplish anything. That's right. You know, I want to stay right there for just a second because I think it's important I think that a lot of people make mistakes right there because your fuel load is that's your that's your that's your ammunition that's your opportunity to really change and 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 get a and, and accomplish your goals. I think what a lot of people do is they'll they'll see good weather. They'll see I mean a lot of people just look at it and say it's sunny outside and I'm going to burn today. And, you know, if you're really going to get good at this, you really have to look at the weather and understand it. But more importantly, one of the biggest things that I see people make a mistake on is they don't take into consideration the amount of rain that we just had. And if you have four, three to four inches of rain, I'm going to wait until that whole, all that leaf litter is dry. Because I want to burn it all up and I don't want to risk losing my fuel load and not accomplishing that goal. So really look at your weather conditions, but also look at what happened in the, in the past, in the past week, week or two. So be careful. You know, when I'm evaluating, a, I, I evaluated a, a burn for a client um, this, this week and I went out there and the fuel load is about, it's right on the edge meaning it's it's been about a year of since they thinned the thin the pine plantation and some areas are good but then some areas are not and what i'm going to do there is one i'm going to let the landowner know look we might not get a good solid burn here but you got to realize that's a whole year of growth that if you make one mistake by burning it too quickly you're putting a year you're you're putting yourself a year behind of accomplishing a goal so Fuel load is a big deal. It's it's really just understanding not only how to use the fire, 
but how to how to encourage certain things and how to discourage certain things. I've got a uh, a burn that I'm going to be doing, and I really want to go burn that 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 this area right now. It's full of sedges. It's got a lot of sweet gums in it. If I don't do something right now, I'm fixing to lose this area to to a bunch of sweet gums. So we talked about last week about, you know, just top killing some sweet gums. What I'm going to do is I'm going to actually wait and hold that fire until the growing season to where those buds are completely out and I'm going to smoke it. And then, you know, hopefully I get some kill on those. So be, be, just be smart about when you, when, you know, when you're doing that. Now let's talk about, you know, the day of the burn, what I, what I go through, what's my process. Well, you know, I've got, I've got my equipment, I've got my gloves, I've got my, um, got everything that I need that is going to protect me. Um, you need to follow, you know, protocol. If it's, look, if it's summertime, if it's late, late, um, in August, all hands on deck because that the the weather when it's hotter is going to it's it's going to intensify a fire there's just the atmosphere is just doing crazy things at that point but no matter what i'm imagining that i'm going to have a a, a a jump so when i get to my when i get to the place that i'm burning number one when i park i'm going to park in an area that doesn't have any fuel load under the truck. I'm telling you, I've seen, there's, I've been on a lot of burns where you, you just, if you, if you get a jump, anything, and there's fuel under your truck, that's just not smart. So you, you, you're, you're opening yourself up to, to having, having problems. Um, before I drop fire, I'm going to do a test fire. First thing I'm going to know, what that fire's doing on the ground. I can look at the weather. I can understand what the weather's telling me, but nothing is like that sample fire by putting it down. I'm going to walk my, I'm going to walk, you know, ride my boundary lines and make sure there's nothing in the, nothing in the, in the, in the, in that fire lane that could potentially make that fire jump out of that fire lane into the area that you don't want to burn. Um, I'm going to have a plan that if things go bad, what do I do? What's my, what, who do I call? What is that? What is that strategy? Um, I want to burn with people. I think with two hands, more eyes on, on a fire, you're just going to be able to be safer. Um, but, um, you, you know, your fuel, what you, what, what, what do I, what, how do, how do I decide on that? I like metal five gallon, um, diesel cans. You can get them at Forrest's suppliers, um, that, that kind you can kind of open it and, and, and the fuel drops really easy out of that, which keeps it off your gloves or hands and that kind of thing. So really plan out those things. And, uh, last thing, this is probably the biggest you get a dead pine right on the edge of your fire lane. Fire gets into that inside there that you're burning. If fire gets in there, it's going to burn up into the tree 
And that's your, that is, if I've, when I have jumps, that is usually the issue. So that fire is going to burn. It might take four, six, it might take even a day for that tree to fall over. When it falls over, it's likely going to fall over in the area that you don't want to burn. You got to jump. So really focus on those when you're doing the fire lanes before your last look spot those things out and create little fire lanes around those so you don't have that issue those kind of things yeah that's what, about what, it yeah that's what do you basically think? well I, I mean i think the biggest thing is just you know knowing what to burn you know think through what you're going to burn think through if you want it to be a growing season or a dormant season or whatever it may be think through all that and you know if you want to experiment with, you know, if all you've been doing is dormant season and you want to try a little growing season, you know, do a little two and a half acre plot. Just see what it does. Mm. I think that, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing is fire can be overwhelming, especially if you haven't done it a lot. And if you're just starting out, but reach out to people, you know, that they'll help you. I mean, if you need help, you know, figuring out burn conditions or if you're, if you need help, you know, trying to figure out what to burn or, you know, where to burn. I mean, all of that. People can help you with that. And so don't, don't be, you know, overwhelmed by the fact that, you know, fire can, you know, jump the line and, you know, can cause all sorts of problems. It Break it down and, you know, just slow down with it. And, you know, I think that, I think that'll help you along the way. Yeah, it will. I mean, it goes back to what we were talking about a few days ago, which is, you know, plan it out. You plan it out. You plan out. What is it? What's the purpose of that burn? Is it for timber production or is it for... Um, if it, is it for wildlife? It's for wildlife. Hey man, I know you want to burn that hundred acres and I know you want to go ahead and knock that out, break that thing down into like sections and burn it throughout the year and even add maybe instead of doing a hundred, do 30. You know, we just, we don't, you don't you think smaller sometimes. Yeah. Um, all right. So cool. So yeah, I mean, going back to what Jack said, reach out to people, use land management. You are going to find more success finding people around you that are doing the same thing that have learned. If you, you know, one thing that I'm offering this year is, you know, there's a lot of people that come and do your burns. Right. And, and, and I don't really, I like when I burn, I like to burn with people. It's fun. I like to, it's a, it's fellowship. And so, you know, if you don't have the insurance, but want to have ex- ex- expertise and have that insurance, I'm offering a, you know, basically you hire me for the day. I'll help you with the burn, guide you through it and make sure that you don't have those liability issues. Make sure that you have all those things covered because, it just takes one mistake and you're going to be, you'll be paying for it for a while. A while. Yeah. So, all right. So that's it. That's about it. Uh, we just want to give y'all a quick, um, y'all, y'all go get it done. You're right. This is, yep. this is the season. This is, this is fire season. <laughs> and this is some of the, to me, this is the most, this is the best time of the year. This is the time that it just, everything's been dead. And you're out there working the land. So y'all be careful. Have fun. If you need us, call us. Be glad to help. See you.